0: Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. I hope things have been going well for you since the last time we spoke and that you're taking in what's left of this summer. Like I just saw a post on Instagram that said, my coconut oil is turning solid, summer's over. And (laughs) that's one of the realest things I've heard and it's traumatizing and terrifying I love the sun. I love the good weather, but you know, seasons, everything in life has seasons, including the weather where I live, unfortunately, and it's getting cold. So yes, spend time with your friends, see people while the sun's out, sit on a patio, get some vitamin D while it's still available in sun form before you have to start taking vitamins, guys. So since the last time we spoke, a lot has been happening for me and the most notable is that last Wednesday, I got the official editing proofs of my book. I've, I know I've talked to you guys a bit about it, but just for a recap, my book is called Through My Brown Eyes. It's a poetry book, 180 original poems talking about life, love, self, and culture. And holding it in my hands was one of the most exciting and emotional things that I've experienced this year like it's one thing to say you're gonna do something it's another thing to finally be done and it's another thing to physically hold the manifestation of your hard work your effort your dreams and your heart in your hands and that's exactly what it was I'm so excited. It's going to be coming out available on Amazon in October. Right now I just have these copies to edit and to make sure that everything looks good and represents what it should be for you guys. I'm going to say it here first. My book is a future New York Times bestseller. That's how much I believe in what I'm doing and how much I believe that when you guys finally get a chance to read it, you'll appreciate it and it'll resonate with you in many different ways. Like so far, I've had a few people read the editing copies and it's been such positive and amazing feedback, some that exceeded my expectations because I'm having my uncle edit it for me and he gave it to one of his coworkers. And this is an, an adult woman, mid-aged, not even my demographic per se, and he told me that it brought her to tears, so much so that she literally took a picture of two of the poems that... She couldn't get out of her head that touched her that much. And that just shows me that this book is going to be amazing and that I did what I should have done. And it also makes me not regret any of the actions and the risks that I took to get me to this place where I can physically say that I'm officially an author. I've been one because I've been writing, but now, you know, people know too. So I guess it counts a little bit more. (laughs) Um, I hope you guys had time this week to work on the words to live by or to meditate on them, which were you don't need an answer, you need peace. And for me, this really has been hitting home lately a lot this year because there's a lot of times where we put our peace, our excitement, our joy, our closure in the hands of other people. And if the other people are worthy or let me not even say worthy, if the other people are nice enough to care about you giving them this power over yourself, maybe you're in good hands. But if they're not, you've put your joy, your peace, your happiness, everything into the hands of somebody else. And that's extremely dangerous, as I said last week, because your emotions are yours to control and they're not to be given away or loaned out to other people and what i found with this and thinking about it is that the action of deciding that i don't need anything from anybody really gave me back my power and it put me in a place where i'm in control of what i go through and at the end of the day i'm i'm only accountable for myself and my emotions and my actions so if i know i've done what i should do and and this is irrespective of whether the person you're dealing with does what they need to do. You just have to find that peace. And coming along with that peace, I found that it involves forgiveness of whomever you're dealing with. Because if you don't forgive somebody or let go in whatever capacity, because it's not always forgiveness, because sometimes the answers you need aren't because you're upset, it's just because you want to know something, but someone's not giving you that information. But when you decide to forgive or release, that's the only way you can truly have peace. Because if you, if you want peace, but you're not willing to let go, the most you'll ever get is resentment and anger and frustration. And even if you bury those emotions so deep down that you feel that you're at peace, there will be a day where you'll encounter that person or a situation that, brings those emotions back up to the surface and you'll realize that yeah no I actually never had peace about this I just put it so far away that I had thought that I had peace so guys take back your power it's yours it's important it determines the direction that you go in life it determines what you can accomplish and it's way 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 too precious and too important for you to put in the hands of anybody even someone who you love and care about like I'm not just saying trash people, anybody, anybody outside of yourself, they are not worthy of being in control of your emotions. It's way too much of a burden to put on somebody and way too much of yourself to give to somebody. It's not fair to you and it's also not fair to the people around you to put that pressure on them. So yeah, I hope you guys do well on your journey to peace and figure it out. It's not easy. Like as as I say with everything that I tell you guys, I'm talking in ideals and I'm talking in ought, like what ought to be. But what is is usually very different, much more difficult. And that's why I'm doing this for you guys. So that maybe when you are having a tough time, you can always come back and replay these and get that little boost of motivation and a little bit of that. I know who I am. I know my value too kickstart whatever it is you need to do and with that I'm getting right into our talk for this week and this week we will be talking about work so when it comes to work there's this saying well in particular to entrepreneurship more so than anything and that's what my talk is going to be mostly focused on and it's a saying that people are always saying and it's Do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I'm just here to tell you guys in case you thought otherwise, that is a huge lie. Like right now I'm doing exactly what I love and I've never had to work harder in my whole life. Like a nine to five is cute because I get to go in clock in clock out half the time. We're not emotionally or mentally there, but that paycheck hits every two weeks like clockwork. But this is a whole different ballgame. And for me, the whole do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life quote is filled with the glamour and the allure that attracts people to entrepreneurship. But the issue with that is that coming into entrepreneurship with the mindset that you're never gonna you're never gonna have to work a day in your life is It usually leads to a lot of failure and it leads people to give up because their expectations of what it's going to be is not reality. And this also ties into the fact that social media, which is just ravaging the earth, (laughs) is very focused on people's highlight reels. So you'll see those motivational speakers, those Instagram entrepreneurs who are living the big life, buying the nice cars going on vacation on a whim, working from a beach in their bikini with their feet in the sand, and it makes you feel like that is the constant reality. But what they don't show you is what it took to get there, you know? And if you go in with a, "I have my passion and that's enough and I'm ready to take this risk and I'm never going to have to work a day in my life, you're in for a rude awakening. So I've come up with five things that actually happen when you do what you love to hopefully put things in perspective, give you guys a realistic look. And me as a new, fresh baby entrepreneur, I left my job in February, so I'm really, really new to this. I can tell you this from experience and I am currently in the working stage. Like I know I will get to the glamour stage and the lovely stage, but I'm not there yet. So Take it from me, someone who actually is doing what they love and is going through a lot of work, and I hope that this will help you. So the first um, thing that happens is that do what you love and you'll overwork and have to figure out what balance is again. And what this essentially is is that when you are doing what you love, in the sense of entrepreneurship, there is no nine to five. So there is no clocking in and clocking out. There are no holidays. You will work late and you will work weekends. And when you're in the, midst, in the midst of starting something new, all of your attention and your focus is on that thing. So it takes a while for you to be able to step back and say, there is times where I need to have a weekend. There are times where I need to take a break when it's a holiday. I don't need to wake up early and work per se. And I, this work life balance, although people think that when you're an entrepreneur, you create your own hours and you have the perfect work life balance that comes with literally taking a step back and not allowing yourself to be consumed by what you're doing and what you love because of the fact that you also love it. You don't realize that it's taking up so much of your life and your time. And And this is great, it's great to be able to have the focus and discipline required to build something of your own, but at the same time, it's important to remember that there are many other moving parts in your life, and that could be friends, family, spouse, children, other obligations, and that's where the balance comes into play. Like for me, when I love, like I wake up at a certain time every morning, I wake up at 7.40, I do my morning devotion, and I get... I write in my journal what I need to do for the day and I like to get my day started. And then I would realize that on weekends I was still waking up at 7.40 doing the exact same thing and I thought to myself that there needs to be some balance because one thing is that you can get burnout and another thing is that you can just, it's not fun and it's not realistic. So when there's a public holiday that everybody is off work, like Labor Day that just passed, I give myself that vacation as well there might be a few things that I do because I just want to but it's not going to be a full work day with a full schedule because that I don't want to be that person I don't want my family to all be around having fun and I'm on my laptop trying to knock out a podcast or do whatever it is I'm doing you know the balance is very important so do what you love you'll overwork and you'll have to figure out balance again Number 2 is that do what you love and you'll be scared of the risks but you'll keep going. And this is just the fact that doing what you love and stepping out on a limb especially in a on, an entrepreneurial sense takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of risks. Like when you step out with your own business even if what you're doing is something that's been done before if you're doing it on your own without without The capacity of like a job or maybe a direct mentor it is a big risk and you are entering uncharted territories maybe not for society but for you to be able to quit your job or focus more of your time on something that's new is a lot and what happens is that these risks will be absolutely scary like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that The decisions I've made this year although I was very convicted about them and I knew that they were the right thing to do I'm not going to sit here and say that there was never a shadow of doubt or that moment of should I jump or maybe should I just dip my toe in (laughs) like yes there was absolutely those moments but what happens is that the passion that you have for what you're doing will give you the push to keep going so that passion and that love is what overtakes the fear of the risks that are inherent to stepping into something new and trivial that you've never experienced before the third is that do what you love and you'll have the motivation to put in the work so passion and love are the push to do are the push that you have that gives you the motivation to do what needs to be done And what I find is that this quote is probably the closest to the original quote, but it's not the same. So the original quote, as I've said, is do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And this is do what you love and you'll have the motivation to put in the work. So I know that when people say you'll never work a day in your life, they they don't mean it. What they mean is that you will be so happy with the work that you're doing that it will not feel like work. And yes, this can be true can be true but it will feel like work because work always feels like work even when you love what you're doing it feels like work because that's life (laughs) and it's there's a joy behind it and there's maybe less of you dragging your feet along but at the end of the day you it will feel like work but what happens is that the love that you have the passion you have the excitement you have And the belief that you have in what you're doing will give you the motivation to do whatever is required of you, which then may make it feel like it's not as hard work as going to the job you hate and forcing yourself to wake up every morning to interact with people you really don't care about, but you need a paycheck. But at the end of the day, there are people who have jobs that they love, that they wake up to every single morning with full excitement and preparation and joy for that job. And that doesn't mean that you're not working because at the end of the day, work in its most basic form is accomplishing tasks. And when you're an entrepreneur, to be successful in it, you have to have accomplished some tasks. So the fourth is that do what you love and you'll spend a while trying to convince people. And I'd say this is the stage I'm in, partially, because half of me doesn't really care. <laughs> um, what. Um, Half of me doesn't care to convince people per se. Like, of course, I want people to believe in what I'm doing. And I love when people do believe in it. But a lot of me is so focused and determined on what I'm doing that I know people will come along. So pretty much... For entrepreneurship, that there's a time where the gap between your passion and results is very wide. And in that gap is where you'll find yourself having to convince people or, or it's where you'll most feel separated from your support system. And why I say this is because taking a risk, as I've discussed that entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is sorry my english you guys know sometimes my words my words betray me but taking this kind of risk only is justified in the eyes of many people when you have results that equate to your risk being worth it and to get those type of results takes a lot of time because entrepreneurship is not a game you're raising something from a baby like think of it as a baby if you have a baby and that baby's born, it takes a while for that baby to crawl or even walk. But if someone's sitting here and if the ultimate goal is, oh, my career, my business is gonna walk or run, the time between birth and inception to the time when it can run, even putting it on the one year timeline of a human baby for the most part is a while. So during that time, you're gonna, deal with a lot of people who don't understand what you're doing and who may come with discouragement and even love discouragement. As I've talked about before, like the true love of your greatness and the love of wanting you to be amazing and the fear of not seeing what you're doing coming or reaching to a point of greatness because it's never been tested in the past. Like go to medical school, become a doctor make hundreds of thousands of dollars Quit your job, pursue your own thing, the the results are in the air because it's not it's not a a sure shot path to greatness. So during that time gap between your passion and the inception of your business and the results, at that point you will face a lot of difficulty and that's where you really, really need to be strong. And that's where you really need to love what you're doing. Because if you don't love what you're doing, you will be swayed, you will be discouraged. And that discouragement that you feel will not allow you to push through and do what is required of you in the dark with your head down to get to the place where your passion and your results meet. And that's where you need to get to because if you truly love what you're doing, you want it to manifest to its fullest potential. And the only way you can do that is to understand that in that gap period, people aren't going to understand. And to be confident in the fact that my love for this thing and the energy that I'm willing to put into it will eventually lead to the love. I mean, to the results that will allow these people to understand exactly why I did what I did and exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. And the final quote variation is that do, do what you love and you'll fail, but you won't stop. And as I said, entrepreneurship is uncharted territory. Many of the things we want to do are uncharted territory and what happens in uncharted territory is that there is no blueprint of exactly how to do it. And when there is no blueprint, you end up having to do a lot of trial and error in order to figure out what path works best for you. And side note, side note, side note, that's why one of the reasons why I also don't really, um, ascribe to a lot of the get rich quick marketing ploys that a lot of people do. People say, Oh, buy my workshop or whatever and you'll learn exactly how I did this or how I went from zero to a hundred and not saying that these things are incorrect or that they're false or that they're lies but what happens is that the path that somebody else took to get to where they are is not necessarily a sure shot guarantee that if you adopt that path path it'll work for you because this is entrepreneurship. This is not medical school. This is not law school. This is not engineering. Like this is trial and error. Like what works for someone else may not work for you. And what happens is that in figuring out what will work for you, the one guarantee I can tell you guys personally is that there will be failure. There will be things that you try that seem like they're going to work and they will not resonate with anybody. There are things that you will think is how you should do it, but it just doesn't suit you and your operating style and how you do things. And this is exactly where doing what you love and having true love for what you're doing comes into play again. Because if you really do love what you're doing, it will allow you to get up, fall eight times, get up nine, fall again, get up again, fall again, get up again, until you finally aren't falling and you're gaining some ground and then boop, another speed bump might come up in the future and you'll fall again but because you love it and you believe in what you're doing you'll get up again and that is very important and that's why that's like probably the main reason why I don't believe in the you'll never work a day in your life part of the quote because to to do something especially something new and something untested and to put your faith in it And then for it not to work out and to have the courage to stand up and do it again is the most work you'll probably have to do. Like it's harder than the thinking phase. It's harder than the brainstorming. It's harder than actually putting action to ground. Like it's the hugest ego hit. And I know it can also be very lonely because if you have people around you who aren't even supporting what you're doing, that failure becomes magnified at a high level because there are people who are going to say, you see, I told you you should have stayed at your job. You see, that's why I told you not to do that, but you didn't want to listen to me. And what happens is that either you don't care and you tell people anyway, even though, you know, they might give you negative, negative feedback or the shame And embarrassment can cause you to just internalize those things and keep it to yourself, which is also a very lonely and dangerous place to be. But what conquers all of this is the love that you have for what you're doing. Because once you truly love it, you'll be able to find the strength to put in the work to do it again. Take as much time as you did last time and maybe just do the first five steps the same and just change the sixth and see how that works and do it over and over again until you finally get the results you want. But I'm telling you that if you truly love what you're doing and you're willing to put in the work, like there won't be any regrets. Well, there may be regrets, but you'll take them all as lessons and you'll adapt and adjust in a way that will eventually bring you the results that you're seeking. So just for a recap of the five quote variations, do what you love. And number one, you'll overwork and have to figure out what balance is again. Number two, do what you'll love and you'll be scared of risks, but you'll keep taking them and keep going. Number three, do what you'll love and you'll have the motivation to put in the work. Number four, do what you love and you'll spend a while trying to convince people. And number five, do what you want. I'm sorry, do what you love and you'll fail, but you won't stop. So I hope that really helps you guys and puts it into perspective for you that passion is one thing, but the work required to maintain the passion and the work required to prove that you are truly passionate about what you say you are is a whole different ball game. Like it's serious, but trust me, it's extremely fulfilling. And I can say that from having my book in my hand and doing all the things that I've done this year so far, that when you are truly in your purpose, there's nothing like it. And it's, it's a place that everyone needs to be. And that's not necessarily entrepreneurship at all. Like I'm not here trying to pitch quitting your job to anybody. Uh, What I'm trying to tell you is that find what makes your heart skip a beat in life. Find what makes, what brings tears to your eyes. Find what makes, what makes life worth living. What makes getting up early and putting in the work that is required worth it and pursue that thing head on. And when you, enter into that place, I'm telling you guys, there's nothing like it. You'll be so happy and so fulfilled, irrespective of all of the difficulties, trials, and tribulations that may come along with it. So to end the show, I'm just going to give you guys the words to live by for this week. And they are, there is nothing wrong with being specific. And I found that in this society and in the way everything is people kind of look down on you in certain aspects when you are extremely specific with your wants and this can be and people will say things like oh have an open mind and having an open mind and knowing what you want specifically for yourself are two different things (laughs) and I want you guys to understand that and I don't I found that sometimes let's say I have discussions with friends about what I want or like this could be relationship wise, business wise, and I get super specific and super, super narrowed down. People will be like, well, aren't you closing off a lot of options? Yes, I am closing off a lot of options because they are not what I want. And it's important to be able to stand your ground and determine what you want and even if other people say that that's that they don't agree with your stance on your specificity for your own life don't be ashamed because what i found is that people want you to be super open and that i find that being too open and not knowing exactly what you want and being yeah, pretty much being too open can kind of lead to a lot of confusion because you end up bouncing around from thing to thing. And being specific with what you want doesn't mean that there won't be room to pivot or change your mind if something is worth entertaining. But what it does is give you a streamlined game plan of exactly where you want to be. And it gives you the the tools, well, the mindset required to understand the exact tools that you need to get you to Wherever it is you want to be. So don't let people make you feel bad for being specific. You deserve whatever it is that you want. And knowing what you want is huge because in this society, a lot of people are lost and a lot of people are going with the flow. And if you don't want to be a leaf and you don't want to go with the flow, that's absolutely okay. And you don't have to explain that to anybody. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing week. I will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.